Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's in this league. With Scott Bogman and Chris Welsh. On the radio. 30. I'm on right now. I don't believe you. You boys in line. What's up, friendos, and welcome into the In This League Fantasy Football Podcast, Hell Week Part 2. It is the running back episodes. Yes, we are talking about all of the backs. Half PPR is going to be kind of our standard. We've got the top 36 in our big numerical breakdown. Some players we like after the fact. These are the holdout guys. These are the chaos guys. Kind of glad we waited a little bit longer than we were going yeah. to, to record this because of the stuff. So we're going to get into all the craziness that is running back for this year. Coming up in this episode, I am Welsh. That is Bogman. And this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Use the promo code ITL when you do. You get a 100% match on your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So that is a free $100 if you deposit 100 using promo code ITL. Use it for the season-long pick'em. Get in all of their best balls. You can get the daily drafts in-season and in-season pick'ems, which are like, will this guy have more or less yards or touchdowns? All that fun stuff. Uh, Underdog is an awesome, awesome, fun way to play in the fantasy world. And it's available in so many more places than you think. So go download the app today, Underdog Fantasy. Use that promo code. Hook the boys up. Hook yourself up. Underdog Fantasy. Do it today. Bugman, we were going to do this recording like two days earlier than Thank we did it. God. Yeah, yeah. people it, it, you know, behind the scenes, if you didn't realize, we're not actually jumping in every morning and doing these lives. These are a little bit tiny pre-recorded as we give you an episode every day. But we were going to do the running backs a little bit early. And then the big news of the big news that can keep happening. You know, what was it last week? It was big news of today. Might get yeah. bigger news tomorrow. Who knows? The running backs are the ones that are giving us the big news every single day. You know, last week's was like Josh Jacobs is taking a flight out of Vegas. And that was, and you know, Saquon signing and what's going on with the backs. And then we are presented this weekend with kind of the big bomb that Jonathan Taylor has requested a trade from the Indianapolis Colts. And then Jim Ursay has an all-time, what are you talking about? Uh, if I comment. die and Jonathan Taylor's out of the league tomorrow, we all know the NFL, the league goes on. We all know it's a privilege. What does that even mean? What Buddy, are what are you about? talking about? They're like, hey, yeah. can we get a quote on Jonathan Taylor wanting to be traded? Well, if I die and he's gone, who cares? How high was Jim Ursay? Yeah, he was on that good, good stuff. He should not yeah. have answered any. Res- that was not what in God's name is he talking about it is it might be one of the single most ridiculous responses to a pretty like generic question of like hey what do you think about Jonathan Taylor you just go it's unfortunate it's internal uh we're not going to trade he did say like right. we're not trading him that's the other thing that's going to be tough he said we are not trading Jonathan Taylor this came after his weird ayahuasca trip come down of response he then was like, we're not trading Jonathan Taylor now or uh, in week eight or something like that. He said something along those lines. So in his eyes, though, I think he's a relatively perpetual liar. So I don't know if I would buy into what he's saying here. He's saying Jonathan Taylor is going absolutely nowhere. Jonathan Taylor is requesting a trade. And now we are at a standstill. Well, the other thing with Jonathan Taylor that kind of is getting swept underneath the rug here is that he did not pass his physical going into camp. I don't even think I heard that. He's starting on the pup. I that came out like an hour ago. So oh, okay, that's why. I didn't uh, hear so I don't know what is going on with Jonathan Taylor. I've plummeted him in my ranks, uh, probably to where people are normally ranking him now. That and they'll probably be moving him even farther down because I had him at two going into this offseason. Because 
we got the overcorrection from the injury stuff. Every running back can get hurt, though. So, you know, you come into a new year with fresh legs. Okay, you're you're good. Uh, you know, I it, in, at least the young guys, you know, CMC gets hurt last year. Coming into this year, doesn't matter. He's still number one, right? Uh, Saquon hasn't plummeted, and he's been injury prone a little bit. So, like, I don't know. Uh, I had to move him down, uh, and I am a big, big fan of Jonathan Taylor. I do think that this will eventually end in him just saddling up and riding it out and with the Colts. It. Yeah, most of this stuff does. These guys get in their feelings. He knows he's not going to be practicing anyway. Wasn't right there now. also one of those, like, didn't Ursay was it Ursay or was it somebody else that I heard do the kind of like, you know, you better be careful because there's some repercussions if you don't show up. In a because apparently what it I is, don't know is if it's you like said that, but there is you can get 40. Fine. Well, it's forty thousand uh, dollars. I a believe day. you lose per day. And then obviously, if you don't come back by, I think it's week eight, you lose you lose the seasonal service time. So he would become a restricted free agent instead of unrestricted next year. But like that type of threat, Jim Irsay is a wild card. Like there are just some sure, owners sure, out sure. there that are just like uh, owners, GMs. They're just like kind of like wild cards and not all of them. Plenty of them are book corporate, da, da, da. But he is kind of a wild card to the point where I feel like with the nonsense that comes out of his mouth, Jonathan Taylor could like break after like three weeks and be like, all right, fine, I'll come back. And then he'd be like, well, we're not paying you. We're not we're going to keep you and hold you to your fines, because usually that what's that? That's a typical thing. They they threaten them with the fine, fine, fine. Then they come oh, to an yeah. agreement and then they waive the fines or yep. they cover the fines. I feel like Ursa is the type of guy that could be like, all right, well, we're not going to cover it. And then Jonathan Taylor freaks out. All I'm getting at is like, yeah, it's I, weird. It's ugly. It's weird, and I agree the most likely play here of the plays is that Jonathan Taylor is going to have to just stomach it, come yeah. come back, and he's going to have to play. That is two to three times more likely to me than him being traded. It's just Ursay is kind of dicey here, and we'll talk about where we have him ranked. I think him holding out is more likely than him getting traded. I think it's too late in the season. So you think that's the third level? It's it's he stomachs it and plays. He holds out, and then trade is the third most likely. I think here. so. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, you know, in the group me room yesterday, I came up with a couple of possible trade ideas. You know, but we'll talk about it when we get into him here. Yeah, and and there are some possibilities, and there are some possibilities where the Colts could get a, a running back back. You know, and and I think they can make it work for Jonathan Taylor, but. It's so late in the process. Training camp is open. The draft is over. You know, so like. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure... Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. It's in this league. Got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what... 
they used to make in this league. I'm the smartest guy in the world. Says who? IQ test you took in prison. Brought to you by Carl Jr. It's so, a team that's really willing it's the to worst give up. Time. I think a lot of people were using the the what the 49ers did with Christian McCaffrey, who didn't have a first round pick, by the way. So they traded right. like I think two twos, like a three and a four, and that kind of is like a base work, which probably more turns into like the the Colts wanting like a one, a two, and then a back coming back. And that's like a huge ask at this level of a season for a team to unload. So there would have to be some real question marks, not only at the running back position of a starter, but the depth of it for a team to give that up. But to your point, that's probably more why that's going to be there. And we, like I said, we're going to go through uh, as a preset, I will tell you six in half PPR is what the fantasy pros ECR is. So you and I were both above that. We're both now below when we talk about it, we'll get there. And I think people will adjust because it is a kind of dicey, scary situation that jumped up. And there's others we're going to talk about. The two big free agents were actually both seen and tied with teams over the last 24 hours that we'll talk about. And I will tell you both don't spell super well in my mind to that to the running back that they would be complimenting, I wouldn't love it. Not saying that they're going to decimate or anything like that, but the team that both of these guys were tied to, Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook, don't make me feel super happy about uh, that player. I would probably bring both of them down. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about, I said, I think we have 36 that we're going to go uh, numerically. And then we are going to also talk about, you know, some of the deeper ones. But if you guys want to check out the ranks and all the updates that'll be coming with it, go to InThisLeague.com. Come and sign up on the Patreon today. We'd be very appreciative if you do so. You're supporting us when you do it. Brand new month is here. This is the first of the month. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Pay the Patreon. Wake up, <laughs> but, but, uh, come over on the Patreon. You can sign up first of the month. You get everything uh, that is coming up here and all the football ranks. Bogman, I was ch- I checked a Bogman sheet last night. It is a monstrosity of greatness of just all the tabs you can do of IDP and IDP Dynasty, because we have an IDP league, so I was taking a look at his ranks. Superflex, all that. You can get all those ranks. Mine there uh, this week, first of the month, and you can get in the group me rooms that are good help for draft, and you can hang around for draft season. So want to support us, want to upgrade your fantasy experience, go to inthisleague.com. That'll take you to the Patreon. Sign up today, five or ten bucks. Pretty easy stuff. We would love to have you. Let's get in to the players. Let's get into the dudes. Talk about our ranks on their RBs. It is RB rank time right here on Hell Week after this. The snozberries taste like snozberries. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. Littering and... Littering and... Littering and... Littering and smoking the... In this league. Break it down. All right, Boggs, ranks. We're talking about the RBs, uh, the 36, so representative of the starters, a flex running back. Those are the big numerical ones we're going to focus on. But we also are staring at our next... 12 as well, which are the, you know, this is the top maybe RB backup. Some of these guys would probably get thrown in as a flex as well, especially if you um, maybe are a little bit more predominant on uh, wide receivers or something like that. Hell, some of these guys, you might have a RB2 and a flex RB out of this if you're playing not quite a zero RB, but these are just some of the more further down names. So we're going to build up to one. We don't want to go crazy into this, but Give me two running backs post 36 that are of most interest to you. Well, I mean, I'm low on James Cook. I have him at 37 now, but he has been slowly climbing up my board a bunch. So I think he's the number one that could eventually move up into an RB3 for me. And I know a lot of people already have him there. His ECR is 31. So most people do have him in there. I just... The Bills don't utilize the running back as much as other teams do, and they split that up, and they added Damian Harris, who's a 200-touch guy. But you've heard, uh, you know, you've heard their OC talk about how James Cook is possibly a three-down back, which I like to hear. But Damian Harris has had 200 touches a uh, couple years in the NFL, so I don't think he completely goes away. So I don't think Cook dominates touches by any stretch of the imagination. Also, the biggest trade potential candidate for Jonathan Taylor. Everyone is mentioning is the Buffalo Bills. So if that would happen, James Cook mm. would just go straight to the trash as well. Well, James so, Cook would probably be the one involved, I would think. Don't could, you think? He could go back. You, yeah. Like that seems but, like that would be like a likely scenario where it's like they're trading they, pick. They pick did running James back Cook. deals last year. They they have Zach Moss. They they drafted Evan Hull. 
So yeah. I think there's a possibility that James Cook would stay in Buffalo too. So I, I just, I'm not as comfortable with Cook, but he is moving up my board a little bit. So I'm low on him, but there's a potential for him to move up. Depending okay, on yeah, I'm what, higher, what I'm, the usage looks like. I'm quite the, a bit higher than you on him. Preseason and stuff. All right, so uh, give me a, a second running back in this like not top 36 of yours that kind of has a because you have some guys. I'm going to just mm-hmm. throw out and you can pick whoever. Like as far as players that you are higher on than the ECR that are in this range, you're higher on Eliza Mitchell. Or I'm sorry, I'm looking at my yeah. You are higher on Eli Mitchell. You're higher on Deontay Foreman, Elliot, mm-hmm. Michael Carter. You are lower than Samaje P. Ryan. You are lower than Jarek McKinnon or Jeffrey Wilson Jr. So those are just a couple outside the top 36 as far as the highs and lows according to ECR. What's one more? I feel like it's Deontay Foreman and Devin Singletary. Those are both two guys you like, but who's one more that you want to focus on? I would probably say Devin Singletary. And I think, you know, Devin Singletary is piquing my interest this offseason because, you know, and I do think Damian Pierce is the better running back. I also kept Damian Pierce in the fourth round of a league that we just uh, renewed here. So I, I do like Damian Pierce, but Singletary is a 200 touch guy. He's gotten 200 touches consistently with the Buffalo Bills. Same thing with Damian Harris going to the Bills from the Patriots. 200 touch guy. These guys eat into somebody else's workload with a lot of touches. So even if he's not going to get 200, I think 175, 150 is a possibility for Devin Singletary. He's definitely going to be the guy behind Damian Pierce and could be a B back and they might do hot hand and Damian Pierce never carried a full workload in college broke down when they tried to give it to him in Houston last year. They may try to just ease Damian Pierce's touches and go close to 50, 50 with these guys. And they might hold similar value, uh, you know, being drafted 30 picks apart among running backs, probably close to 75, 80, a hundred picks different in the draft. So Singletary is a guy I like to add as my RB4 or RB5, really, if I can get him there. So I, I do, forgot to I am in on Singletary. Let's do these two. I've got the PFF projections up. Um, Singletary, real quick. What do you think the projections look like? Rushing, receiving, and you can do total touchdowns or whatever. Like, what, like sure. you, you can guess what they have or what you think they're going to have, and I'll give you I'm, what the... I'm going to go 600 rushing yards, 250 receiving yards, and like... Seven touches or so seven touchdowns with like maybe a hundred and ninety total touches. Um, okay, so you are the yards, you're almost spot on, oh, wow. but you are over on the touches and the touchdowns. So it is okay, 500 and essentially, I'm gonna round up 550 rushing yards, okay, 270 receiving. I was almost perfect on that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're almost perfect on that. Touches though. We're at 160 total, okay. 38 catches, 120 rushes, and just rounded up to five total touchdowns. And that how many putting, receptions? Uh, 38. Did he have in there? 38. Okay. 38. But it did. Yeah, I mean, him, that's exactly what he had last year. He had 38 receptions. As far as their rank goes, touches. yeah. That oh, uh, you know what? That's that's full PPR. Let me go to half because in full PPR he was ranked 36. Okay. Um, let's see here. Let's go to rush. Oh, I did the offense. I, don't you hate when you have something and you're all set and then it's like, I'm going to readjust this for you now. <laughs> all right. He was 37 and half PPR as far as points. Huge uh, difference to go. Pretty big difference. Now, yeah. James Cook, 36 to 37. <laughs> huge difference. James yeah. Cook, though. Give me the same thing on the James Cook projection. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go 950 rushing yards for him. 300 yards receiving. Uh, nine touchdowns and like 230 total touches. All right. You are literally almost spot on on three of the four projections wow, you have on me. it. Almost dead on. Let's uh, round it up to 900 rushing yards. Okay. 300 receiving. All right. Touches are, if I want to be technical projected, it is 126. So again, or 220, 226, 226. I'm sorry. Okay. So okay. almost on, but the touchdowns you're over again, they're projected at six and a half. So six, six and, and a half, half. touchdowns. Okay. So that is a big difference. But um, the overall rank given to him is, I just went away from it. 15, 16, uh, 23, 23, 23 at RB. Okay. And you have them at 37. So just kind of throwing him out there. Yeah. I like, mean, this is why I don't respect projections at all. Uh, I, sure. I, I, 
sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. In this league. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Why can't I say fork? If you're trying to curse, you can't hear. It's full shirt. Holy mother forking shirt balls. I don't expect them to get 225 touches. So I expect them to be closer to 175, 150, somewhere in that range. Um, and that's going to take a lot off of James Cook if, if it is that way. So... You know, uh, most people are projecting him as that, as the clear starter, way more touches than Damian Harris. I'm just not. I can't do it. You know, the guy I wanted to pinpoint here was Elliot. So let's talk about that for a second. I've got Elliot a bit higher. His ECR is 59. You have him at 44. I have him at 40. So definitely making the higher bet. And the thing well, that came out this weekend. surge as soon as he signs anywhere. 100%. Matter. I actually yeah. think he'll get to where we are, uh, yes. maybe higher. But the the uh, rumor this weekend had Ezekiel Elliott out to dinner with Mac Jones. Definitely not a pairing that we know anything about. Because you could always be like, oh, hey, dudes know each other and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> if you're out to <laughs> dinner with Mac Jones, yeah. <laughs> there's probably a reason that you're out there with Mac Jones. I don't know what relationship they had. So the well, spec- he worked out for the Patriots this week. Well, no, I, I understand that, but that's my was, point yeah. is like yeah. uh, Elliott out there not only working out, but also like having dinner with him kind of starts to throw some of the speculation out there. First off, affecting Ramondre Stevenson. If Elliot is there, I don't remember what you said because I texted you about this last night, but if mm-hmm. Elliot is there, that's not great for Ramondre. Does it destroy? Of course not. Of course not. Damian no. Harris was there and Ramondre is still fantastic, but let's not pretend like Elliot's not going to be involved in the passing game because he will. That hurts Ramondre. Let's not pretend like Elliot's not going to be a guy that when the five when they're on the five yard line, they're not trying to pound the ball in because they will. Elliot's not going to come in and be a hundred touch guy. He's going to have some significant run there, and that would affect uh, Stevenson. So I, I've I've done kind of one of two things. I haven't really adjusted Stevenson, but I am I have adjusted Elliot up a bit in speculation. Now, if he does fully sign, I might move him up a tiny bit more and I will move Stevenson down a little bit more. But what do you think about the idea of Elliot going to New England? I mean, it, it's a decent landing spot for him and it makes a lot of sense to me because, and this is what I've been talking about the whole offseason, is like you cannot go in with Pierre Strong as your backup. So I think it makes a ton of sense. I'll say this, if, if he signs in New England, I don't think he moves for me. Maybe two spots up. Also, uh, Stevenson, I can't move him much farther down than where I have him. Oh, are you already uh, low I, on him? I don't think uh, I'm low on him. I am at 11. He's not crazy, but I mean, the lowest mm-hmm. I can move him down, maybe 13. Um, so that is, you know, look, Stevenson would lose a little, but he's so good. And he's in the prime of his career, and Zeke is not. So Stevenson is still going to be the lead back by a decent margin over Zeke, but this just gives a little pressure off of Stevenson because it might he might be one of those 350 touch guys right now because the backups behind him are so terrible. Uh, but I just, once again, I don't believe they go into the season for that, into the season with that. So I'm not going to put Stevenson up where he's going to get 350 touches now because they're going to sign someone, they're going to add someone, they're going to trade for someone. I don't know what it is. But Pierre Strong ain't going to be the backup to Stevenson going into the year. 
Yeah, so, I get. Well, then clearly yeah. they, they've kind of showed their hand too. They've the same type of back. They're getting Fournette. They're bringing right. in Elliott. But that also makes me wonder: Is there of of the backs they keep bringing in? Are there concerns about Ramondre Stevenson being able to be a third down blocking back that they also trust throwing the ball to? You know, I mean, he's great in some open space. But they've brought in two guys that are not only bruisers but can catch a whole lot of footballs. And if you're going to yeah. take the ball out of his hand in the receiving game, even a little bit. That has to be affected in the fantasy value. I agree with you. It's not like uh, Stevenson goes from, you know, where is he on fantasy pros? Fantasy pros, Stevenson is 10. It's not like he goes from 10 to 19 or anything like that. But I think he goes from an upper tier guy that he's above players like Travis Etienne and all those that, I don't know, if, if you take away some of the receiving side and you're trying to take back a little bit of the production, is he better than Najee Harris? Is he better than a healthy Brees Hall? Is he better than Etienne? You know, Etienne with Bigsby and what he can do in the game, is it so much worse than Stevenson? I think he just moves into that questionable range. But like him and Pollard to me, we're backs. That you, I just don't want to see really good backups go there. Because right, right. that worries, that, that tells me that you want to maybe mitigate the amount of workload you give the player. Now, it doesn't change that, like we're going to talk about Tony Pollard later. Tony Pollard is one of the most explosive backs given whatever amount of touches you can give him. And the, the only and real difference too. there is, is that the Cowboys aren't looking and the Patriots are. Yeah. Well, so, there's the Dalvin cook rumors that were out there with Dal like Dalvin, Dalvin ago. trying to make a case to go there, but that's also why I've gone in on Pollard. So Elliot was one I wanted to point out because he doesn't have a destination. I think if he signs with the Patriots, he probably People probably move him to where we have them somewhere in the mid 40s, you know, right outside of a startable, uh, you know, flex running back. But he probably goes into those 40s a little bit. So speaking of, let's get into the uh, the backs up. I'll go 36 to 25. I've got Zach Charbonnet at 36, followed by Antonio Gibson, Khalil Herbert at 34, Jamal Williams at 33, James Cook at 32, who we talked about. A.J. Dillon, Alvin Kamara, David Montgomery, Damian Pierce, Dalvin Cook at 27, Javante Williams at 26, and Isaiah Pacheco at 25. Uh, for me, I've got Zach Charbonnet at 36, Brian Robinson at 35, followed by Khalil Herbert, up to Alvin Kamara, DeAndre Swift at 32, Dillon at 31, Dalvin at 30, Montgomery at 29, Antonio Gibson at 28, Jamal Williams at 27, Pierce at 26, and Rashad White at 25. You know, I want to talk, I wanted to talk about... Um, Khalil Herbert for a second, because Khalil Herbert is not sexy as far as draft stock goes. Um, he's draft. He's going 35 on fantasy pros. That's the consensus right now. Uh, I have him at 34. You have him also at 34. Yet he averaged the most yards per attempt in the NFL last year at 5.67. He was actually one of only six backs to go over five yards per carry last year. Now, obviously, he wasn't put in the main role, but he had over 700 rushing yards on barely over a hundred attempts, 129 attempts last year, couple 40 yard runs were in play there. Um, yards after contact was pretty damn good as well. He was actually third in the NFL in yards after contact. The two guys above him, Tony Pollard, Ramondre Stevenson. Those are the two guys above him <laughs> that had yards after contact. I think Khalil Herbert is pretty explosive. He's a target of mine in that flex range, and I kind of want to get him a little bit higher. You have him above James Cook, and I keep staring at this, maybe finding a reason why he could be above James Cook, because this is the uh, Walmart Tony Pollard uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of a player that's out there. So the question is, is how much do they trust him? And that's where it comes down to, you really like Deontay Foreman that's out there. They also have Roshan Johnson, Roshan Johnson, so can Khalil Herbert get the touches to be a broke ass Tony Pollard, or is he going to look maybe like more like a DeAndre Swift last year, where it's you know like at best his ceiling is going to be right outside of RB twos because of touches? Yeah, I don't think that he gets an, uh, a massive amount of touches. Is what it boils down to. I think he could, you know, if Foreman or Roshan go down, and then the other guy just doesn't look whoever it is, whoever's healthy doesn't look nearly as good as Herbert it's within the realm of possibility for him to to go off and explode, which is why I have him above those other two guys. I do think he's the most suited uh, to have a big role in this offense, but you know, they go out and they, they pay for him in a little bit. They draft for Sean Johnson, which to me says we want a big back in here to take goal line carries, 
to take yeah. short yardage carries, stuff like that. So like reading the tea leaves of what the Bears are doing and look, you know, part of Khalil Herbert's success is that he's running RPOs and everyone's chasing Justin Fields because he had, you know, a thousand yards rushing last year and then they're ignoring Herbert. And so he's getting a lot of touches, but that yak yardage is great. No, no help from fields on that. You get hit and then you keep going. He's a good back, but I think bringing in two hulking massive backs that are carry eaters like Roshan and, um, and Deontay Foreman tells me this is like 150 to 175 touch tops guy in Khalil Herbert. Uh, so that's what I expect him to get, which is still very, very valuable. And a high-end RB3, uh, I think, is is probably where he ends. But uh, I don't see the massive, massive upside that a lot of other people are seeing on him because of the way they have signaled with getting the two big backs. A funny, uh, funny enough, kind of to your point, last year, and again, this is last year, though, Montgomery's there, he received one pass attempt to him in the red zone last year as a receiver. Yeah. And then as far as a running back goes, he was more on the bottom end as well. He received 20 total red zone carries and only eight carries inside the five. Now to that same Those point, Tony Roshan is gigantic. Tony Pollard only Roshan. got seven yeah. carries inside the top five. So I don't want to make that like it's the biggest thing ever, but they had um, Zeke there and they don't have that big back. Uh, so Tony Pollard could, and, and that's the thing. Like, so a guy like Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry, and I missed a little bit of time, 15 carries inside the five last year. Right. To, that equated to 10 touchdowns. Pollard had only seven, which is one less than Herbert. But if you're now taking out any of these other guys, to your point, we could see Pollard, you know, maybe 50% increase on that. Right. If anything, the running backs that the Bears have could decrease this, and he wasn't getting the ball as far as receiving goes, even when Montgomery was there in the red zone. It's probably more, uh, or even inside the five, it's more of a Justin Fields thing. So he's capped. We, the and, highest and ranker had him at 26, Khalil Herbert. The other thing with Roshan Johnson is we have no idea how good Roshan is because he was he came into Texas as a quarterback. Uh, they knew he wasn't going to play quarterback. They moved him to running back. Well, they had Bijan. So... Roshan came in, in in the third, fourth quarter and just lit up these defenses. That might be his role in Chicago. If they're sitting on a lead, hand the ball to the hulking back. So Herbert goes to the bench and they give it to the monster, yeah. you know, and, and Foreman's a guy that has had, I mean, he had 55 carries against Kansas. Or you give one to Foreman and the next one you do RPO with Justin Fields on the other side and bam, they sure. go. Sure. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's just the way their backs are set up. I think it's a lot of touches for everyone, which is annoying. I want. I, I have two backs I'm going to combo in that have kind of issues, suspension and signing stuff. We'll do that in a second. But who's a back in this range that kind of jumps out to you? Uh, I'm like highest in the world on Jamal Williams. So wow. uh, on my, my new rank adjustment, I'm going to be higher than anybody else. And look, man. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure, Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor. The snozberries taste like snozberries. I'm freaking out, man. You are freaking out, man. Littering and... Littering and... Littering and... Littering and... Littering and... Littering and... 
in this league. Break it down. Um, I think he proved himself last year, and they paid him. You know, they, they gave him a little bit of coin as well. 274 touches last year, when before that, he didn't have any season with 180. So, yes, Kendra Miller, they bring in. Alva Kamara is still there, still waiting to hear how long this suspension is going to be. But, you know, he signed a big deal. This is a touchdown machine. He's not going to have 17. I, what does PFF have for Jamal Williams' touchdowns? I'm going to guess it's going to be 10 less. I'm going to say seven is what PFF has on him. I'm sorry. So what do you, what did you, what is your point? You want to know how many you think they're going to be? Yeah. Jamal Williams projected touchdowns because coming in to last year, he had 13 in uh, five seasons. And then he scored 17 out of nowhere last year because they made him the goal line back. So 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 are you taking a guess of what you think he's going to have and then know what it is? I think that PFF is going to have him for seven touchdowns, seven rushing touchdowns. This and year. what do you think he's going to have? I think he's closer to 10. Five. 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 5.4. 5.4 so for Jamal. 12 Williams. touchdowns off of him. Six yes, total, one receiving, point eight on the receiving. So sure, let's, sure. so sorry. So six. So six total so six. touchdowns for Jamal Williams. But still, you're taking 11 touchdowns away from him. That's a lot of his uh, production. And yes, I don't think he's going to have 17 touchdowns again. I have him as an RB3 which I think is appropriate. But I do think that even when Kamara comes back, Henry Miller is starting on the pup. He's going to be a little bit behind. So I think this is a Williams and Alvin Kamara combo with Kendra Miller not really getting much this season. Um, and I think Williams is good for another 200 touches, somewhere in that range. And why would he not be the goal linebacker? He's definitely going to be the goal linebacker. So I mean, he's definitely going to be not 17. That's insane. But I think 10 is a possibility. I would guess seven or eight, though. Okay, so but here's my only pushback for a second, because I agree with that. Like you get inside the five, it's Jamal Williams time. Yeah. Two things. Alvin Kamara, there is still no guarantee that it will be a significant suspension. Number two is is I think you're being a little too dismissive of Kendra Miller. Kendra Miller's out there. I mean, he uh, I think it was a couple days ago. There's video of Kamara working with Kendra Miller during his first practice. Jamison Williams was hitting Kendra Miller on screens and you were seeing some I mean, the video that this guy Ryan Fowler put out of the footwork that Kendra Miller had that He's gets you back. excited. He looks really good in early camp, even though I know he was on the early injury stuff. He doesn't look injured and he looks like he's going to be a go. So, like, is dismissing Kendra Miller to... Uh, I think they could all come back. That's why I have Kamara well, a little bit lower. I'm not in on Jamal into, Williams because they could all eat yeah. each other up. This could turn into what we see with the Bears, right? What I think is going to end up happening with the Bears, where it's one guy, which would be Kamara, and then two guys behind him, you know, which would be Williams and Miller. That might be it. It could get ugly. I just don't think you bring in, like, you know, Jamal, Jamal had, he wanted to go back to Detroit and the Saints said, no, 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 we're going to give you way more money. And they pay him that much money to give the ball to Kendra Miller a ton. I mean, it's a possibility. Kendra Miller's young. He's a good, good running back. He was the leader of TCU's offense. It, you know, everyone wants to give Max Duggan the credit. Uh, the whole offense flipped because Kendra Miller was so good. He looks like, uh, the, he looks like the combo between Kamara and Jamal Williams. He's a bigger back in Jamal Williams uh, like who has a I'd little bit more his, fly to feet and can yeah. catch. I think he, he looks like a his combo ceiling at this point in his career versus those other two guys, Kamara, because he's old and Jamal just is a bruiser. I would say his ceiling is higher than both those guys. Uh, even this year, I would say it's it's higher than both those guys. But getting on the field is, is tough, you know, uh, yeah. especially for a rookie. So I th- I'm going to lean more on Jamal. I'm higher than anybody on him because I do think he's still going to get in the end zone a bunch of times. I think he's going to be a 200 touch guy more than a 150 touch guy. So yeah. I'm I'm in. I'm pushing the chips in on Jamal. Yeah, and it's funny because I am lower than consensus on Kamara. I'm a little bit higher on, than Jamal, and I'm higher on Kendra. Kendra actually came in at 48. We listed 48 on this sheet. He ended up being my number 48. I'm just encouraged by some of the early stuff. Uh, any of these other? I do want to. I want to pinpoint. Oh, let's ask about Dalvin. So Dalvin's a tough one here. I know we kind of talked about it back and forth. Showed up at Jets camp today. So he did an interview a couple days ago where he made this case about how he'd like to play with the Cowboys and he'd love to play with Tony Pollard. Uh, but then I think he made it kind of like they got to up the money. And then he 
had a meeting with the Jets because he was literally walking around Jets camp and uh, Jets fans were chanting his name. They were chanting. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick because he was seen there. Yeah, here you go. I know you love this type of stuff. It was um, these open practices. So here you go. So so this is Dalvin Cook walking Boggs. And then the... So Dalvin Cook doesn't necessarily mean anything, but he wants to play there. You've got a team that is in the ultimate win now that you've ever seen before. Um, He's on the field, walking around, shaking hands with players, talking to them and stuff like that. Is Dalvin, if Dalvin Cook becomes a jet is the first question. How bad is that for Brees? How bad is that for him? And then the second question is your worry of actual suspension because on the ranks, yeah, here, I've got him at 27. You have him at 30. I am higher than ECR. You are dead on with ECR, but the Jets is are not the best landing spot. I mean, offensively they'll be awesome, but like for you to be a workhorse, this is not good. And I know they said it's it would have nothing to do with Brees, but like we're not stupid. Like it's not going to be good. Yeah, uh, look, uh, I'm going to do the Yoda clouded. This guy's future is I don't know what is happening with him. I don't know if he's going to the Jets. Does he want to go to the Cowboys? Um, Do the Jets want him? Why haven't they signed him? Why hasn't he signed the contract? Is he going to get suspended? There's too much for me to really worry about Dalvin Cook. I'm sticking him at 30 and ignoring him. To be honest with you, I'm not drafting him right now. What if it does happen? Do Let's it. play the what if. Because also, I pushed they, they got down a little bit. They got the um, they got the okay. This happened yesterday. That Hard Knocks is going to be there during the meeting, and they have all the rights to do all the stuff. They're filming whatever was happening today or yesterday or whatever. So we'll see whatever this is going to be on Hard Knocks, I guess. But let's say he does sign with the Jets. What do you do then? Uh, then I'm probably going to keep him right where I have him at 30. You know. Uh, because Brees is going to come back, and Brees, we saw, Brees is one of the best running backs in the NFL. He might miss a handful of games this year, yes. Um, maybe he even comes back like J.K. Dobbins, a little bit behind schedule or whatever, but every time we turn around, there's a positive report about Brees. So I think he's closer to week one than he is week four, and I think he's the main back. So Dalvin Cook, obviously, you don't sign him to not have a role, but it's those two guys and it's nobody else like Carter's on him night, Abacanda. It doesn't matter. It's those two guys and nobody else. So Brees, you know, maybe you move him down to like a uh, borderline RB one, high end RB two, something like that. But I, I can't move cook up to higher than an RB three behind Brees Hall. Brees Hall is one of the best running backs in the NFL right now. I'm just worried about Brees' uh, health. I guess I just keep yeah, preaching that. And that's fair that, that uh, is in this range. Fair. Give me your two backs, your two targeted backs. I guess Jamal Williams will be one. Uh, give me your other targeted back from your 25 to 36. Man, I'm still excited about Antonio Gibson and just the way that they've been hyping him up in Washington this offseason and the fact that he's just the better running back between him and Brian Robinson. I like Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson is complete, but I would say he's an above average NFL starting running back. You know, pretty good, but I think Antonio Gibson could be great. So, with Eric Bieniemy in there, getting him more touches and you know designing touches for him and stuff too, uh, a lot of you know remember the Chiefs do a lot of those little motions and things like that. That's going to be perfect for Gibson and his skill set. So I just every day I'm more excited about Gibson. I feel like so definitely a target for me right now. I think the two in this range for me are Khalil Herbert and James Cook. I think those are probably the two biggest. I am down on a few of the other guys. The guys I have at the top that I'm actually a little bit higher than ECR on are not major targets. Dalvin's not a major target. Jonte Williams isn't a major target though. I do get kind of stoked about him. ECR 29. I have him at 26, but I would say easily. It also is probably more about my drafting habits that I have higher backs and then cook and Herbert are like three fours. I would love to target. So let's go 24 to 13 Boggs. Who's your uh, 24 to 13 for 24. Just moved him up. Javante Williams inside the RB two there. JK Dobbins at 23. Isaiah Pacheco at 22. Jameer Gibbs at 21, Alexander Madison at 20, Cam Akers at 19, Miles Sanders at 18, followed up by Connor, Mixon, Etienne, Brees Hall, and Kenneth Walker. 
uh, for my uh, the rest of my RB2s here, all the way up to 13. At RB2, the bottom, 24 is DeAndre Swift for me, followed by Alexander Madison, Jameer Gibbs, Cam Akers, Rashad White is at 20. James Conner is at 19. J.K. Dobbins, Ken Walker, Miles Sanders. 15 is Mixon. 14 is Etienne. And 13 is Brees Hall. I like DeAndre Swift more than you. You do not mm-hmm. like DeAndre Swift. I am that guy. And when you want to talk about like those, you know, those big expo- explosive players like we've talked about, in you know, yards after contact, yards per rush attempt. DeAndre uh, Kill, Kill Herbert was number one. DeAndre Swift was number two in yards per attempt last year, four point uh, five point four seven. He was also in like the top fifteen in yards after contact. He is that mold of player, exactly this mold of player, like the Tony Pollards, like the Khalil Herberts, like the Ramondre Stevensons. He he's one of those type of players that you can throw him the ball in the backfield and he can make something happen. And, you know, the question you and I have gone or we've just kind of gone back and forth about was, oh, these type of guys haven't really succeeded in an Eagle system. And I kind of push back to say, well, maybe this is the guy they get to make that system better. You you can run RPOs with uh, RPOs with Jalen uh, Hurts and a guy like DeAndre Swift in the open field is super explosive and dangerous. The problem is, do they give him 20 touches? No, probably not. But now what you're doing is you're taking him in kind of what we've always assumed he was with the Lions. And now you're putting him in an explosive offense. You're putting him in a very explosive offense where he can make big plays. Yards after the catch, he was ninth or technically tied for ninth in all of football for running backs, 9.52. Yards per reception, he was uh, top, I think, 20. Yeah, he was 17th, 8.10. Yards per target, he's up there. I mean, he is top 15 in all of these metrics while also being super explosive, and it's just a way better spread out offense now. I really like DeAndre Swift being able to maximize, kind of like in a, how a Tony Pollard would do it with the Cowboys last year way. So maybe I'm maybe I'm off. I know you don't love him as much. I have him higher than ECR. DeAndre Swift will definitely be a target of mine. Well, the biggest thing here, there's two big things standing in DeAndre Swift's way to me. Number one should be easy to eclipse because it's Rashad Penny. You know, uh, Rashad Penny took day one team, first team offensive snaps. They signed him the first day of free agency. They love Rashad Penny. I love Rashad Penny. I think anyone who watches him and you go and you look at all those PFF numbers, he's like top five in everything. All that stuff that you just mentioned in like regular stats for um, DeAndre Swift. All that stuff for Rashad Penny, all those like analytical numbers, he is huge in. He's a great running back, cannot stay on the field. So that should be kind of an easy one uh, to get past. The thing that bothers me about DeAndre Swift going to Philly is that they don't throw the ball to the running backs. You, you know, your argument could be completely correct where, well, let's go this ahead. Is how and they fix in, it. Yeah, yeah, this this is why they bring him in to fix it. But they just went to the Super Bowl with this offense. Why would you change a bunch of stuff, right? So, yeah, I do think they are going to increase that. I think we're going to get over 100 targets for running backs this year. Maybe he's 50 of them. Um, But 61 last year, and the dude had 60 catches. Like, that's a big chunk of his productivity. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at Meta.com slash Metaverse Impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure... Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.
In this league. Oh, I remember. I love In this league. Yeah, I remember that. You know, range of where you are. So who is the back that you target round one of these Not, top 12? For, for out of the top 12 would be Nashi for me. Okay, I'm going to go with Pollard. So I'm kind of, a, you know, I'm still probably in the middle tier here, even though I have him higher. But you, Najee, is more of like a second round. So then you can take, obviously, a higher one. Um, I'll take your second tier. Yeah, and then Najee. Uh, uh, Walker. Give me Kenneth Walker. Okay, so that's right at the top. I would probably pair and say ETN. It's ETN or white, but I'll go ETN. All right, so I've got Pollard and ETN. Uh, now the third tier of 25 to 36. Gibson. Gibson over Jamal? Gibson over Jamal because I know I don't have to take Jamal there. Yeah, and I would go with probably Herbert. I'll throw in there. I really like Herbert. Uh, James Cook as well. Those two guys would be on there. And then the outside of the top 36 uh, startable running backs, add that guy. It would be Jamal for me here, but because I have him ranked higher, I'll say, I'll say Singletary. And I don't love this crew. I might go I Kendra like Miller. Either. I might go Kendra Miller just for the upside play because uh, I, I like him and I got him at 48 a little bit higher. You guys want to check out all the running backs? They're going to be updated pretty continuously in the month of August over on Patreon. We will have our ranks at the beginning of August updated on Fantasy Pros. So if you do the Fantasy Pros stuff, you can get like loved or hated by us. But the amount of updates you won't get on Fantasy Pros that we're doing here. We'll update them. This is how we do it in August. We update them like every Friday. So like going into your weekend where you might have a draft, we'll have the newest updates. And then there'll be one probably right towards the end of the of the month for fantasy pros. So come out on the uh, on the Patreon. You can sign up. You can get access to all of Bogman's crazy ranks that he's got. You can see how they all play out. And there's a ton more. Get in the group me rooms. We appreciate your guys' support hanging out with us. Uh, during Hell Week and really hopefully the rest of the year. We got a bunch of cool stuff that's uh, coming up here. Hell Week moves on to tomorrow with wide receivers. These are the two biggest ones, running backs and wide receivers, a little bit longer than quarterback or tight end, of course, where we got lots more breakdowns, doing all this stuff. So hopefully you guys want to hang out with us. Follow us on Twitter at Is It The Welsh, at Bogman Sports, an episode every day this week. We'll talk to you tomorrow right here on the In This League Fantasy Football Podcast. Peace out. See ya. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Vanguard, you're more than just an investor. You're an owner. That means your priorities are Vanguard's too. So whether you're planning for retirement or trying to save up for your next big adventure... Vanguard will work alongside you to set personalized investment goals. That's the value of ownership. All investing is subject to risk. Vanguard is owned by its funds, which are owned by Vanguard's fund shareholder clients. Vanguard Marketing Corporation Distributor.